0: Would you turn with me to the hundred nineteenth Psalm? Beginning in verse seventeen, Psalm one nineteen. Deal bountifully with thy servant, that I may live and keep thy word. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaketh. For the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. Princes also did sit and speak against me, But thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Let's pray. Lord, how we thank you for who you are. and the revelation of yourself. How we thank you for the gospel of thy blessed Son and the complete salvation that we have in him and the acceptance we have in thy beloved. How we thank you for the forgiveness of sins. How we thank you for the justifying righteousness of thy dear Son. How we thank you for the power of his precious blood How we thank you for the fellowship that you allow us to have in him. Now, Lord, bless us for Christ's sake. Bless us with your presence. Bless our hearts. Speak to us. Lord, comfort our hearts by your spirit with your gospel. Unite our hearts together to fear thy name. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Deal bountifully. With thy servant. Can't you pray this prayer? Deal bountifully with me by your grace. John Newton wrote this um, hymn. He's the one who uh, wrote Amazing Grace. Come, my soul, thy soup prepare. Jesus loves to answer prayer, he himself. As bid thee pray, and therefore will not tell thee nay. Thou art coming to a king, large petitions with thee bring, for his grace and power are such that none can ever ask too much. Deal bountifully with me. You know everything you and I are going to have from the Lord. We're going to ask for. He's going to move us to do that, but everything we have, we will ask for. Bestow your bountiful benefits upon me. I ask to be justified, to stand before God without guilt. I ask to be sanctified. I ask to be holy, to be made holy by His Spirit, by His grace. I ask to be preserved. Lord, keep me. I ask to be found in Christ. Lord, let me be found in your son. Nowhere else may I only be seen in him. I ask to know him. I want to know your son so that he knows me. where I'm not just name dropping when I speak his name. I want to be poor in spirit. I want to mourn over my sin. I want to be meek before you. I want to hunger and thirst after your righteousness. I want to be pure in heart. I want to be a peacemaker. I want to be merciful. I want to be persecuted for righteousness' sake. All the things we ask for, deal bountifully with me. If you don't deal bountifully with me, I won't live. Notice how he says this. Deal bountifully with thy servant that I might live. If you don't deal bountifully with me, I won't live. I'll be dead. I'll be dead in sins. I'll be, even in my experience, cold-hearted and dead. If you do not deal bountifully and graciously with me. Deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. The only way I'm going to keep his word is if he deals bountifully, graciously, mercifully with me. Can you pray that right now while you're thinking before the Lord? Lord, deal bountifully with me. Show yourself to be gracious to me. Show me your mercy. I am asking for it. You said, ask and you shall receive. I'm asking, may I receive this great blessing of you dealing bountifully, graciously with me. Verse 18, open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Open my eyes, uncover my blinded eyes. Reveal yourself to me, open my heart, open my understanding. Don't you love that scripture where it says, Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. Lord, do that for me. I think of uh, Lydia, whose heart the Lord opened. Lord, open my heart, open my understanding, that I might behold wondrous things out of your law. I want to behold the Lamb of God, don't you? Everything that is implied in that, I want to behold the Lamb of God. I can't do that except you open my eyes. I want to behold these wonderful things out of your law. And the thing that is, this doesn't come from education, only by revelation. Open my eyes. I'm completely dependent upon you to open my eyes and open my heart that I might behold these wondrous things out of thy law. And you think of the wondrous things we behold, the character of God. His holiness, his beauty, his immutability, his righteousness, his mercy, his grace. Oh, what a glorious God God is. (laughs) The wonders of God becoming flesh. The wonders of justification. Actually, standing before God is absolutely righteous, and it's not as if I'm righteous, I am righteous. What a wonder that is. What a wonder union with Christ is to be eternally united to Him. I mean, I want to behold these wondrous things, and they are wondrous things, aren't they? I mean, we're sitting here and thinking these are glorious, wondrous things. Open my eyes. That I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Verse 19 I'm a stranger in the earth. You know, I was just thinking about this. Um, I go into a grocery store or something like that, and I think, I'm a stranger. This is not my home. These are not my people. I'm a stranger. I'm not of this world, nor is any other believer. We're not of this world. We're strangers here. And you know, when Peter wrote, he wrote to the strangers. That's the first thing he called believers, strangers, scattered throughout uh, whatever those places are, elect. I love that. To the next thing he calls them, elect. Don't you love the way the Bible uses the word elect? You know, people, the elder to the elect lady. That's the the language of the scripture. And yet people, uh, religious people, don't even acknowledge this. Strangers. Well, I'll tell you what, strangers are elect, aren't they? Elect according to the foreknowledge of God through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Elect, elect. I'm a stranger here. I'm a stranger in the earth. Every believer is. Hide not thy commandments from me. In this state, living in a world which has no knowledge of the living God, hide not your commandments from me so I will be aware of them, that I'll love them, that I'll know them. The commandments of the gospel. I, you know, I love the way everything the Lord says is a commandment. Everything. Hide not thy commandments from me. Make yourself known to me. You see, there's nothing in this world that I'm living in, there's nothing in this world that satisfies, nothing. Hide not thy commandments. For me, verse 20, my soul breaketh, that's strong language, my soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. Now, don't miss this. How often are you not even thinking about the Lord? How often do you go through a day without thinking about the Lord? It's awful, isn't it? It's awful. I I don't know how many times, particularly, I've got it easier than you all because I I don't go to work the way you all do. I get up, open the Bible, study, and in that sense, I I realize I've I've got it easier than you guys. There's no question about that. But I remember when I did work, uh, I would go all day without even thinking about the Lord. It would freak me out. And I thought I haven't even given him a thought. How how terrible. But yet the psalmist says, My heart breaks, my soul breaks for the longing that hath unto thy judgments at all times. Now his judgments, it's the cross. That's the cross of the Lord. How how God manifests his judgments on the cross. And at all times, I only want to be found in the judgments of the cross. At all times. There's no time when I'm free from that thought. I simply want to be found in Christ. I want his precious blood to wash away my sins. And my soul breaks for a longing that is as for that. I want to be found in Christ. I want the only way God to see me is to see me in the beloved and the judgments that he accomplished on Calvary's tree. What judgments, what glorious judgments on God's part where he punished sin as it should be punished and yet he justified every believer that Christ died for. Isn't that glorious? Now my soul longs for his judgments, his perfect judgments that were accomplished in the cross at all times. I think this is uh, the exact same thing as the Lord saying, blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. Let's go on reading verse 21. Thou has rebuked the proud that are cursed which do err from thy commandments. Pride is the most ugly and unreasonable sin of all sins. And every one of us are filled with it. It's so offensive. What do you have that you didn't receive? Who makes you to differ from somebody else? And proud? When God made you to differ, if he would have left you to yourself, you'd be in hell right now. I'd be in hell right now. No, no, no good thing. No commendable thing to God. And proud? I love the way the psalmist says, thou's rebuked the proud, which are cursed, that err that go astray from thy commandments, the commandments of thy gospel. There's no desire for his commandments in the, you know, pride, pride keeps you from wanting to hear from God. You're satisfied with things the way they are. The proud, he says, are cursed under the curse of God, straying from his commandments. I look what he says in verse twenty-two. Remove. Now, let's, let's stop there for just a second. Remove my sins. Make them to be gone. You know, the Lord can do that. <laughs> he can do that. Only he can do it. Nothing's too hard for him. I love this uh, remove. Remove this bad attitude. Remove these wrong thoughts. Remove this stupid way of looking at things. Remove it. Make it to be gone. I can't remove it, but you can. And that's what I'm asking the Lord to do. Remove this from me. Remove it. It's going to stay here if you don't take it away. Remove this. Now, this is the prayer of every believer's heart. Remove my sin. Remove it. Cause it not to be lifted off from me. Remove it. With every bad thing you can think of about yourself, ask the Lord, remove it. Remove it. I got plenty of things to ask for him to remove, don't you? Remove. I love that word, remove. He says, Remove from me reproach and contempt. The reproach and the contempt of sin. Don't you dread the thought of bringing reproach on the Lord through your conduct and your attitude? bring reproach on the gospel. So this is a believer. <laughs> so this is, these are the people of God. Oh, I don't want, I don't want to bring reproach on his name or contempt on his name in any way. And that's why I say remove from, from me this reproach, this contempt that, that comes with my sin. Remove it from me. Cause it to be gone. For I have kept thy testimonies. Do you know... If I'm justified, I can say that about myself. I have kept his testimonies. He's pleading this on the justifying work of Christ. I've kept thy testimonies. If I'm in Christ, I have. It's what's called justification. It's a perfect standing before God's holy law. I can say I've kept thy testimonies in Christ. Every one of them. And that's our ground for asking these things because of Christ's righteousness. I've kept thy testimonies. So, isn't that glorious? I mean, he can say that and you can say it too. I've kept thy testimonies. Because if Christ kept the testimonies, I did too. I was in him. When he kept them, I kept them. I've kept thy testimonies. Isn't it glorious to be able to say that in Christ? And that is his, his ground. Now, he says, um, printers verse 23. Princes also did sit and speak against me. Now, first of all, you know that's the Lord speaking. The princes of this earth, the great of this world, have never had any love for Christ or his gospel. Princes did speak against, did sit and speak against me. The world will never love, the world will always speak against the gospel. They find it offensive. But I love what Paul said. In Galatians chapter 1, he said, If I yet please men, if men were pleased with what I said, I should not be the servant of Christ. If the world is approving of what I'm having to say, what you're having to say with regard to the gospel, you know what that means? We're not servants of Christ. The world will never approve Of the Gospels. Though princes, the great of this earth, speak against uh, the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, how much does that bother us? (laughs) None. None at all. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes, in thy word. Don't you love the word of God? I do. You do. If I'm a believer, the word I, I love this book that reveals to me the character of God, that reveals to me who I am, that reveals to me God's way of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. I love the word of God. You know, when I read this word, meditate on it, I know God wrote it. I, I mean, the, I, I, and I'm more amazed by it now than I've ever been the glory and the power of it, I love the word of God because it reveals the living word, the Lord Jesus Christ. I love the message of the scripture. I, 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 love, I love the Bible. Don't you? I love the Bible. It's God's word. And what you think and what I think about God himself is seen by what we think of his word. He says, I will meditate. I will, I will chew on. I will digest thy word only by his grace i realize i won't do it unless he opens my understanding unless he opens my heart but oh i want to meditate on his word that's what we're doing right now we're meditating on his word the word of god he says in verse 24 thy testimonies also are my delight and notice the language Um, his testimonies what god testifies of one of my many favorite scriptures is where Paul said to Timothy, Be not ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Aren't you glad he testifies? Be not ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. And you know what it says next? It says, He saved us. This is his testimony. He saved us. Not according to our works. He saved us and he called us. He saved us and he called us. I love the order of that, don't you? He saved us. Then he called us. I want you to think of the impact of that. Before the calling was the saving. And when he saves, he calls. And when he calls, we respond, don't we? Lazarus, come forth. I don't think I'm going to. No, it doesn't work that way at all. When he calls, we respond. That's what what we said. Lord, call me. Call me. He saved us and he called us. This is the testimony of the Lord. He saved us and he called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus, before the world began. I delight in that, don't you? I delight in that. I delight in the testimonies, the testimony of the Lord, what he bears witness to. He's called the faithful and true witness, isn't he? Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. don't miss this. And my counselors. Now, I am not speaking against counselors. I'm sure they have uh, the place where they can help. But they're nothing compared to the Word of God. The Word of God is my counselor. Well, I'm going to go talk to a, a, a counselor. Well, I... Okay. I'm, like I said, I'm sure they can help in some ways with people, you know, to learn how to deal with things. I'm not, I'm not, but the Word of God's my counselor. It's infinitely above anything any human being has to say. May God give us the grace to. The Word of God is my counselor. His testimony. This is so sure, so pure, so perfect. What? God says, may the Lord give me the grace, and you the grace, (coughs) to say this with David, thy testimonies are also my delight and my counselors. May we hear the wonderful counselor. What a glorious book this book is, that reveals the glorious Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, This is the counsel of God.